Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right. Good to be with you. All right. This yeah, microphone great. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mister. On wei. Twenty Cardinals. Seventeen. The upset in Foxborough. Patriots take down Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, and the Cardinals, and they're back to the playoff push. Right, Andy? I like the announcer boy voice. You're going to be doing uh, the monster truck rallies soon with that voice. Was it that good? Yeah, it was perfect. Good. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Good. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Um, yeah, this is going to be an interesting week. I, I am definitely um, – I'm going to be intrigued by how people perceive this win that came at the wire, that came after you should have lost. Um, you should have won. Well, you should have won, but then you should have lost, and then you did win. Okay, so that's, that's more accurate. You should have lost – no, you should have won. won. Then you should have lost. Then you should. Then you did win, right. even though you shouldn't have won. Probably um, to get to five and six on the season. Like that's the story of the Patriots as they hit the month of December and a three-game road trip to L.A. and Miami. Um, I, my fixation coming out of this game is simple. I owe everybody an apology. Uh, I was wrong. Cam Newton should not be the bridge quarterback. He should not be anything. He's terrible and I have come to that realization that you can do better than him without doing great now I'm more in now on like Ryan Fitzpatrick or I don't know somebody of that realm being available um he just I feel bad because I do kind of like him he seems no I think he tries I think he puts in the effort I think he is working hard with Josh I think he's working hard with his teammates but it's just not there it's it's sad in a way. It's like, you know, I keep making the comparison because I do think he's trying to learn to play a little differently, but the comparison to like the guy who used to throw 97, who now throws like 88 and he gives you like four and a third of not really quality innings. There were a bunch of walks mixed in and he gave up a bunch and you're like, you're trying to like, you want to stay with him because you have a great history with him or whatever. And it's just like, there's nothing there. They have no passing game. His passer rating nearly doubled from the first half to the second, and it went from 13 to 23 and change. Like, that's horrific. And by the way, I've done no research on this. 
might have been one of the worst passing days in the history of the National Football League with everything that went on. Not just Cam Newton. Taysom Hill, I think, threw for 78 or 80 yards. Broncos was whatever. Broncos didn't have a quarterback. So um, Derek Carr had a hellacious day. Like, it was – when you think of modern 2020 football and the passing, not today. Not well, today. I guess the overall stats, Mahomes probably made up for three of them with his day <laughs> and Watson on Thanksgiving. But, yes, your, your point's valid. It was a bad day for quarterbacks. So what do you do with this win? I say it was a nice win, but it doesn't change the outlook on the season. Like, you, have to, you probably have to sweep the trip in L.A. and beat Miami on the road. And like you've pointed out, they're one in four on the road so far this year. So what, what makes you think they're going to change that? Like today, right. yes, they, they had a better game plan defensively and played better than last week. But, like, nothing from today, like, showed me anything different than what I already knew about this team. Yes. I mean, they are who they are. They Basically, they won a tight game at home that they would probably lose on the road. They probably will lose a couple of these next three coming up on the road in a similar situation. They've they've proven themselves, and, you know, Bill's going to get a lot of credit, and maybe he deserves it. I don't know. But whether it's coaching or just enough guys with enough effort and competitive nature, whatever, they've proven they're going to be in games. We've talked about this. And at home, they've won some of them. On the road, they've lost most of them. They'll probably be in that same ballpark through December, you know, in early January, like that's who they are. But the reality is what you just said, that they don't win on the road and they're going to go on the road for three straight in tough environments, tough situations. Um, I will say just minor things that I've like, I still like Jacoby Myers. I still look at him as a guy that I kind of like. Yeah. But you like as a number three or number four, not as number two or number one. Oh yeah. 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 Um, He's a good player to have. Sure. Absolutely. But I'm just saying like, smaller picture takeaways as you watch the game, just like nuggets or notes that you would yep. sort of put in the back of your head. Jacoby Myers, I kind of like. Um, Damian Harris, I'm still all in on. He can run. He can just flat out run. James guy, White, I think, should have got the ball more this season. James White should have gotten the ball more this – well, okay, let's get into that for a second because I did find it funny. I saw that- your tweet. I think I know what you're talking about. No, I don't think you do because I don't think I tweeted about it. But we can get oh. into whatever that is too. Um, no, when when Cam Newton was asked about James White's pair of touchdowns, yep, and he said he had the Rex Burkhead steez today, and and you know picked up where Rex left off, and Rex is smiling somewhere. Like, does he know that James White is like a Super Bowl hero? That he's been here for years. He's like a core piece. He's a bigger piece of the offense over the last five years than Rex Burkhead would have ever dreamed to have been. Yeah, that's a good point. Wasn't James White one of those all-decade teams? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't feel like Cam knows who James White is. Like, who he's been. Who, what, like, what he's done for the Patriots. That's like, a good point. I, I found that a weird answer. And I'm not – this isn't – like, I'm not trying to create something. Like, it was just – that reaction to me was strange. It told me that he doesn't have – and I guess, like, why would he? I mean – I mean, he has been in the NFL, so you'd think he would know other teams. But I, I just – I found that interesting. But um, another takeaway, Therese Hall can play a little bit. Yeah. He certainly he's, can play more than Juwan Bentley can. Yeah, like there were times where the, you know, the crosser was coming in the zone underneath. I think once it was Is- Isabella, once it was Hopkins. And not that Hall was like stride for stride with him, but he, he tackled Isabella once. So mm-hmm. if you're within tackling distance – 
you're doing a decent job. And so he'd be a guy, Therese Hall, that I would pull out of this that I think can play a little bit. Um, obviously, Adam Butler had a really nice day, productive day. I don't know where that came from. Like, did he did he realize like he's he's playing for a contract or something? Because that was his best. I think that was his best game as a Patriot without like diving too deep into the the numbers. Certainly was one of his more impactful, and they needed it. I mean, he played a role in them being in that game. Um, uh, Akeem Spence had a nice play on the goal line with Bentley on the the goal line stand. That you know was a key play. I mean, I still, by the way. This is probably, oh, hater, Patriots hater. I still believe Drake got in, but I never saw a camera angle that proved he got in. Like, I I really looked at it and said, I'm pretty sure he got the ball across the goal line, but then they went to every single angle, and there was no definitive. So so if the ruling on the field was a touchdown, it wouldn't have got overturned to it not being a touchdown. Correct. Right. It was like a mass of bodies, and you couldn't really prove one way or the other. Um, but if you just said my gut instinct, like if if I were the replay official with just my eyes to use from like, I would have said that was a touchdown. He got in. But it ended up being a huge momentum uh, oh, huge, swing. Huge. Um, unfortunately, it got derailed a little bit early in the second half. They get a stop. And then they get a punt return for a touchdown by Gunner. And I'm going to give him credit for the goddamn touchdown because it was a goddamn touchdown that the officials took away. I'm, the other, I'm on the other side of that. Oh, you've got to be absolutely – I don't even know if I can finish this podcast. If you tell me you think that was a good call, you're the biggest jackass I've ever met. I'm not saying it was a good call. I think it could have gone either way. And if you read the, the language in the rule book, you could. Um, excuse my language, but fuck the language. Uh, what is that guy supposed to do? You tell me. I, I think Bill Vinovich in the pool report said, like, put, put your hands out and touch, not like. Get run over. Get run the fuck over. Well, I think what got. Uh, Jennings in trouble and the ultimately call for the penalty was he launched his body into it. But he didn't launch. He protected he himself. You think he protected himself? I do. Because I think there was a guy that saw him coming that had a five-yard head of speed head start that was going to run him the bleep over. I took it as he was trying to lay him out. He, that's how you play because if you, if you try know. to not lay out the other person, they're going to lay you out. But, That's how it but, works. but don't you agree by the definition of the rule book if you're he was parallel to his own to facing the other end zone? He was parallel. Yeah, yeah. I hate the rule. That I, know, I, I do too. I do too. I also don't think that rule, I don't know how they can exclude that play, but to me that play should be excluded because that's a horrific example of there's nothing else in my mind that a good football player does there other than what Anthony Jennings did, and it cost the Patriots a touchdown. So are you, you're more mad at the rule rather than the way it was called? It's typical fucking NFL. Like, I think they can always find a way to make their – oh, we nailed it. See, this rule right here, this language right here, we nailed it. We got it right. Yeah, because your stupid language is stupid too. I just – Anybody who likes football and watched football watches that play and says, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Well, it's not exactly what you're supposed to do because the way that the rules ran. But to your point, I don't know what else he is supposed to do. I think either there's two options there. He allows him to run him over, right? Yep. I guess you can make an argument for much the way that that's what happens with an offensive foul in basketball. You have to be willing to sacrifice your body. 
sacrifice your body for the greater good. So you just have to stand there basically like you're setting a pick or whatever, yep. um, or allow him to catch your punt returner. Because I think he was going to catch him. He had a, ch- a good, ca- yeah, good he chance. Pro- he probably would have. So I just, in terms of... But, like, if he didn't... Do you think Anthony Jennings does anything there or that situation that is, like, above and beyond risky? Like, is putting somebody at risk more than just the game of football naturally does? No. Like, it's not like a targeting a defenseless player. No. Okay, thank you. That's how I feel. So, therefore... But- that's not a penalty. But I'm sorry. I, it's chaos. Been... Special teams is chaos. It's like it's a tough way to earn a living. It, it, that's, it is what it is. Anthony Jennings should get – if I'm Bill Belichick, you know what I do this week? Anthony Jennings gets every photo on the hallway in, in, in Gillette, like frame by frame, the block. He gets the first parking spot. He gets whatever piece of cake he wants in the cafeteria. Anthony Jennings gets a pat on the back and gets the Patriot of the Week he did his job and he should go back to his base like Colonel Jessup and a few good men. I did my job and I'd do it again. It does kind of suck for Gunner because he needed sort of like a spark. You know, like, yes. Got the motor from his kick return and could have got a punt return for a touchdown in the same game. Right. But I mean, the point, like not talking about the, the, the play itself and the, the penalty, but it was nice to see the special teams actually contribute and like actually get them field position. I was actually thinking, when did Bill start to really voice his displeasure with the return game? It Was it like a month ago, somewhere in that range? I, two, I thought two or three weeks, but maybe you're right. Maybe it was three weeks or a month. And he, fin- he finally got what he wanted first, I think, from a change. at The Dante Moncrief kickoff return yep. paid almost immediate dividends. He looked better, more comfortable in that role. Um, and then he got a, you know, Again, punt return for a touchdown from Gunner. I'm giving him credit for the rest of my life. He returned a punt for a touchdown for the Patriots. See, that's not fair, too. Like, that's like one of the highlights potentially of his career. I was saying, it actually could be one of the highlights of his career. Right? Yeah. And some jack wagon with a flag and a rule book took it away from him. That's embarrassing. That really like, angered me. Like, I will say that if the play had gone through and they didn't call it, I wouldn't be saying, why didn't they call that? So I'm like, right. right. It's a block. Yes. Like, but, it really angered me. Really angered me. Like, that's okay. the root of – that play, there's actually a few plays that angered me. The other one I can see – I can have a little bit more of a reasonable assessment of. That's the Cam Newton hit late in the game by Isaiah Simmons that we can get to. This one, I don't really see any reason that that's a penalty. Like, so, if you're on the competition committee, you'd have the rule changed in the rule book this offseason? I would start change the language. I, yes, I would. I would say uh, I have a video to show. I'd put it in. I'd p- roll it and say somehow this is a penalty. We're not leaving this goddamn room until this is no longer a penalty in our league. Otherwise, I don't want to be part of our league. Like that's not now. The other play, the Cam Newton Isaiah Simmons hit. Uh, side note: I've been dubious of Isaiah Simmons. The idea of what he can be in the NFL after watching that game, I'm no longer dubious. Isaiah Simmons has a chance to be a star in the yes. National Football League. His size, speed, like, he's a rich man's Kyle Duggar. Like, oh, yes. He, he, I think there's some similarities, athletic versatility and different things, he's, but he's yeah. on another level. I don't know how long it'll take for him to put it all together, and he's clearly been slow. He hasn't played a ton this year, and there's, but he had the, the big hit downfield, the hit on the sideline, the sack. It's like, 
wow, this guy's range is basically 20 yards downfield to 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. He can be anywhere in that box. Um, I don't know if we're over, but the, the Cam Newton hit that helped the Patriots win the game. He had a 14-yard scramble on third and 13, tack on 15 yards, boom, you're in field goal range. Uh, Rodney Harrison called it a garbage call because Cam Newton was still in bounds. See, he definitely was still in bounds. I think the the out is, is it helmet to helmet? Did the did the crown of his helmet go under Cam's chin? It's close. It's it's the way I look at it though, I, I think I've kind of resigned myself to he's a quarterback. Big hits, close hit, anything like that on a quarterback is gonna be called. That's I've kind of accept what I can't accept is oh wait, now a punt return block is the same like you can't keep piling on too many of those, and then you go down the the Fred Smurless road of just put flags on them or whatever. Like it's not real football, because um, it was close. I I don't think by the letter of the law that's an obvious flag. I agree. I because it was so late in the game, I wish they would have just let it go. I do, and the other thing is kind of similar to the gunner play. Forget the actual like yardage or flat like. It's a huge energy momentum like, type play, right? That's the part that I don't like because, like, it happens all the time with a, a defensive back or a linebacker chasing quarterback to the sideline, and you can't just stop on a dime and say, oh, he's going out of bounds. I'm going to give myself up. You just can't do that. Especially not with Cam because he doesn't have that quickness anymore, but in that situation, end of game, so now he's crossing. They're getting close to field goal oh, range. Yeah, it's the play of the game. Back or something, if you, if you like, stop him short, you win the game. You're going, you're going all out. Right. So I, I hate that play. I hate that call because I just there's so many ways that I feel like defenders get kind of castrated and can't go all out and can't, you know, really be aggressive and attacking and balls to the wall. Um, and Isaiah Simmons, that wasn't his first penalty. He had the one earlier where he went helmet to helmet on who was that Bird? I think early in the game. Yeah. Um, and I kind of agreed with that one because he launched himself. He didn't really make any attempt to tackle. Um, this one, in my world, in like Andy Hart's football world, that's not a penalty. That's good football. And I, I also liked the little uh, kerfluffle that, ca- that came about afterwards. I like that the Patriots offensive linemen and guys were pissed about you hit my quarterback. And I like that the Cardinals have entered. Like, that's the competitive fire and juice that if I'm the NFL, I want as part of my the theater of my sport and my games and, and everything that goes into it. Well, that also kind of speaks to the Patriots and their like mentality and how they've kind of sort of like gotten behind Cam and, you know, are t- together as a team. Like you could probably point to some other uh, four and six teams going to the game that they might not have that same reaction to their quarterback. Well, who was, who was the one earlier this year that got killed, knocked out of the game. And the, the whole talking point was no one oh. came to defense. It was Prescott. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's something to that team, and that's where we get to back to where I started. Everything except Cam's ability to lead a legitimate modern offense and throw the football, I like. The issue is (laughs) he's lacking the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, let's get into Cam. Like, he's just not good. He, He can't do anything. And he, um, he really isn't. And even the running is somewhat confusing at this point because that was a huge run. Like that was a big play. Yeah. 
Um, there was another run earlier where he continues. It's like he doesn't trust his speed anymore, and he always looks to kind of cut it back against the grain. And then when he cuts it back, he almost stumbles and falls forward. There was another rollout that I thought he had a lot of space and could have ran with it, but then didn't. And like, like yeah. I think three or four years ago, he definitely would have, and now he's not. So he doesn't what trust. Do you make his- of that? Do you think it's just? he can't or he doesn't trust his speed do you think they've told him i think it's yeah. to? i think it's a little both i think the patriots have kind of engraved in his head like you can't take as many chances as you once did but then also like you were just talking about i don't think he's the same um physically gifted as he once was okay i need to save you from you know that one guy on twitter who hates you who i don't know the the guy who always tweets at he he he's a loyal listener, and I feel like he tweets about you almost immediately after posting. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, it's not engraved in his head; it's ingrained. Ingrained. Ingrained, because if it was engraved, that would be literal. Like they written on his head, cut it into his forehead. Just um, now he won't have to tweet at us and make fun of you. We get it out of the way. We use it as a teachable moment, as President Obama would say, and we move forward. That's what a, that's what a good co-host does. Okay, see, see now, let me point it out while we're here. We can all move on. Um, speaking of moving on, again, I've resigned myself now. I was wrong. Cam Newton now has, at most, five games left as a Patriots quarterback. I don't think the question from Ben Volan was... Um, Out of line? Yeah, like, he and Bill just totally avoided it. And are you freaking kidding me? How many times are you going to tell me that he threw for 350 last week? Yeah. A, we, we were all at the game. We saw it. We watched it. We've seen the box score. B, they were bullshit yards because you including a Hail Mary in there that did you no goddamn good. Like, that kind of annoyed me that he keeps bringing Speed, that up. You already remind us of it last Monday after the game when talking about Damian Harris. Jesus Christ. Like you said, whatever happened to Bill, it stats are for losers. He is so freaking defensive or like I don't even know what it is like maybe like is there any chance he's just lost it a little bit he's lost his fastball dealing with the media yeah because he has been a little bit off this year there's been some times where he's been like overly friendly like kind of out of character and then other times where it's like we're not saying that he needs to totally like you know go all in against Cam but like at least acknowledge that he had a tough day yeah just say you know obviously we didn't have the greatest day passing the football but as I've said before Cam's our quarterback. I don't know what you want to – but, I mean, it seems weird to say that. Like, has he lost his fastball dealing with the media? But he's 67 years old. We all lose let a little it, Let it slip that Steve Belichick's calling the plays. That was funny. It's so funny, the stupid things, because of the way they treat it, that become, like, big deals. Oh, my God. The guy that everybody knows calling the plays, you said, is calling the defensive plays. And it's like, whoa, a revelation from Belichick. Like, Well, did you see what some people have took into the reason why he did that today? No, why? Because he, he wants to make it known that he's the Steve's his guy and not Matt Patricia potentially coming back. Ooh, that's an interesting uh, angle. It's a very interesting angle. Well, I also didn't know... I didn't read it because there was like a paywall or something. Did you see the Houston Chronicle did a big feature on Gerard Mayo? I read it because I, I there's some I have some website thing that I get past all the paywall stuff. Oh, nice. Outline.com. Outline.com. Be nice if you shared. Outline.com. Outline.com. I'm lazy, so I click on it. The little thing pops up, and I go, yep. well, I guess I'll never read that story. Yep. Outline.com. Just paste the URL. It pulls it up for you. 
Okay, so what was the point of the story? He talked to Vince Wilfork, uh, Sebastian Vollmer, got a quote from Patricia on the conference call this week, just basically raving about Mayo. It didn't say no inside information. It was just like a glowing feature about Mayo, but then it leads to the question, why is somebody from Houston writing about this without any, like, hint from the organization that, hey, keep an eye on this guy? And, I mean, is he just trying to, like, oh, remember you heard it here first kind of thing? Like, Yeah, that's how I took it. Um, but I was, like, when you brought up the thing about Patricia, the first thing that triggered with me is maybe it's Bill saying, wait a minute, if anybody should be interested in anybody, it's my son. He should be a head coach. He's calling the defensive plays. That's another angle to it, yeah. I'm not sure there's validity in either. No, but. But they're fun we, talking But we do around here, yeah. Right. I'll bring one up with Mutt tomorrow night on our, our airwaves, and he'll like one of them. We'll run with it for a little while. Right. Uh, uh, back to Cam, like, he just – he can't do anything. Like, he he can't throw the deep ball. His short passing continues to be atrocious. The – the uh, on the last drive when they have a screen to James White, he must have threw that a hundred miles an hour. Luckily, he caught it, but no oh. touch, no touch on his passes. Is that the one he had to jump and twist? Yes. Yeah, and that's one that like it doesn't show up anywhere, but you're like, that's not a good throw. Nope. Like those are the subtle, not good throws that add up and cost you, especially if you're a guy that has questionable accuracy and timing as it is um now again i will give because i don't know if you know but if you criticize cam you're a racist and then like i know what (laughs) what about you know oh you're going to mention the lack of weapons are you just going to oh you're going to mention his nine rushing touchdowns yes he has nine rushing touchdowns that's part of his 14 total touchdowns correct more than 10 hasn't ranked like 27th and 28th in the week right um and yes the receivers and tight ends absolutely stink i understand that i understand but he is not good either he he they're not making him better but he's not making the ones he has better um so it's a it's a terrible concoction of offensive ineptitude but cam's part of the problem he's not part of the solution well and and everybody that this week was like oh let cam loose let him go let him go you saw what happens if you let him go it's at least a turn at least a turnovers yeah and i know there's going to be nitpicking everybody now wants pass interference on the second interception, the, the fourth quarter interception, and everybody wants a flag everywhere for everything, and everybody wants to make excuses for everybody and runaway rushers and these various things. I just – it's kind of like what we said about the Patriots early in the year. What do they do well? What does Cam do at a level that you want him? I can answer it, by the way. Nothing. No, all the off-field stuff, like oh, energy, leadership, hardworking, uh, answers questions in an – some enlightening kind of way with Greg. Uh, he's, he's starting to kind of turn a little with, I've noticed. Uh, well, he was douchey with Mike Reese. Last week, and then I thought today after the game, he wasn't his normal self. Uh, well, I was, when he first started today, he kind of had like his head down, and I was wondering if he was going to just be really. Uh, down not look up the entire time. Yeah, And then he kind of, he looked up and he answered, and whatever, he was fine. But I still say, if he played as well as he did all the other stuff, he'd be a much better quarterback, but he doesn't. And I'm, again, I, I kind of feel bad because I do think, like, the story is a tough one. NFL MVP, first overall pick, couple injuries. You know, he's in his early 30s, but it kind of looks like might be coming to the end of the road. Oh, he gets rejuvenated. He's going to Foxborough with Bill Belichick, and he has a nice first week and a second. 
and then the wheels fall off and it is what it is. And again, I've changed as of Saturday, I was trying to sell Ken Laird, our morning producer and fill in Saturday host that, yeah, he could be the bridge. He can be here till Zach Wilson's ready to play or Mac Jones is ready to play or I don't know if it, I mean, he can still be that because of the stuff we've talked about, the leadership, but he's not giving you the best chance to have a good team. He's not a guy that you can say, hey, go start eight games for us next year and try to keep us in it before our ex-rookie is available because who knows what he turned into then with another year under his belt and another another year that the league has tape on. Yeah, if he keeps you in it, quote-unquote, it'll be because you have a good running game, the defense, like, turnovers special teams like he puts more pressure on complementary football or like it's almost like supplementary you have to supplement for the fact you don't have an actual quarterback so all of that other stuff has to be good it's not we'll work together kicking game defense it's like no 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 kicking game and defense you better be good to make sure you overcome this guy over here who stinks well that's the only reason why they won today they got extra contributions from the special teams that rarely happened and they had a great game from the defense if you don't have either of that you had no chance of winning yeah you had the and, kickoff and return. Added the fact that arizona had a couple stupid penalties uh yes definitely stupid penalties but you had the kickoff return the punt return the phillips interception off the butler tip i mean that's how you ended up scoring points you didn't have a drive longer than whatever it was, 46 yards, 45 it yards. Was, it was tied for the third fewest total yards under Bill Belichick. That's terrible. It was, it was terrible. Terrible is accurate, but it was a win. They're five and six. Rev up the bandwagon, Fitzy. So they'll go to LA for whatever it is, a six, seven day road trip with the, the Chargers on Sunday and then the Rams on Thursday. Uh, do, do you give them any chance? To win, because win, if, if they win both these games, they're kind of back in the mix. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, no, I do not give them much of a chance of sweeping a five-day trip to LA against a good Rams team, a pretty good Rams team, and a Chargers team that can make plays on both sides of the ball. Like they're not a good team, they're not a winning team, but no, they're kind of like the Patriots. They can beat anybody, but they can also lose to anybody. Yes, and. I mean, I guess, yeah, I, if you, you, you should beat the Chargers in a way. Like, yeah. I'm not predicting you necessarily will, but a road game, I mean, um, a rookie quarterback, you have a pretty good veteran defense, Bill Bell. Like, there should be a, ro- a pretty easy roadmap. They're, to they're three good. and eight. They're not very good. Right. But you're not very good either, and you're on the road where you're not good. Right. So I guess – at this point, before we wrap this up, like what I want to have happen, because they're not going to get a high draft pick. Like that's just kind of out the window right now. Yep. I kind of want them to win these games to make these games in week 16 and week 17 matter. Like I want that week 16 game against the Bills on Monday Night Football to matter. Well, it'll probably matter for the Bills. No, oh, I'm talking for the Patriots. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we also have the issue we haven't touched on is um, we're closer than ever than the eighth uh, playoff spot, COVID. I mean, everything that's gone on over the last few days with the Ravens and the Steelers and the Broncos and just, I mean, we, the, the league itself shutting down tomorrow and tu- Monday and Tuesday. We're as close as ever. 
And that's one thing where I will say, because everything's been the debate between playoffs and draft picks, right? Well, if they add a seed so that your record is what it is, but now it's suddenly it's a playoff record when it wouldn't have been a playoff record, that didn't hurt your draft status. You have the same record. Um, now, what does it matter? Are you going to upset the Steelers or the Chiefs? I doubt it. I don't even think – I mean, there's always a chance, but I'm, I'm not saying – I'm not one of these guys that, oh, we'll get, let's get in the playoffs and see what happens. Like, I'm, right realist, I'm realistic, but I just want these games to matter. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And they – I think they will matter. Like, that Bills game will matter in some form or fashion – probably but for the Patriots to like go in and say if we win this game and x team loses like we could sneak in okay so let's do a quick um better chance uh, game better chance that the Patriots go oh and three or three and oh on this road trip three and oh three and oh you said better chance I'm not saying it's gonna happen you said better chance I think go in three you think they're going to 0-3? They should be 0 for the season on the road. The Jets gave them that game. Otherwise, they wouldn't have a single road victory. I was just actually going to say this with another big point. Just if flip two plays this year, the last play against Seattle on the road, and then Newton not fumbling against Buffalo, you realistically could be 7-4. Sure. Oh, no but, doubt. But then I know you could also realistically be 3-8. and eight. Right. Yeah. But – what I'm saying is that they're close. Right, but they've been close and can't do the job on the road. Yes. And I would also say, I've been beating this dead horse, that this three-game road trip would be a challenge for any team. Yeah. Any Patriots team. I don't care. Tom Brady and you're cruising right now into the you know postseason again. It's after November. The games matter. Yeah, but you can <laughs> – I know. But these, uh, like – trips across the country. Haven't we seen this in the past? It serves as almost like a bonding thing and like you can rally behind it. Yeah. Until they lose. I know. But um, what if you beat the chargers and then you get some momentum, steal a win against the Rams and you're riding high, then you're like really back in the mix. And my, Miami's not that good. What if you lose to the chargers? Well, then it's over. <laughs> Cause over. I mean, they have to, they have to basically either win out or lose one game the rest of the way. What do you think is most likely? Forget the whole season, but just yeah. this three-game trip. What do you like? How do you your mind forecasting it right now? Give me the three-game forecast from Fabio Fabrizio uh, and Ryan Hannibal. One and two. Okay, so they're toast. Yeah. So you think they're going to go one and two, but you think the most likely scenario of the two is that they go three and zero. Oh. Yeah, because you only gave me two options: three and zero oh or zero oh and three. Yes, but. One and two is closer to zero and three. I know, than I know, but I, I like, I can't see them going winless. I just can't. You're a, you're a curious character. Well, because I just said, if you beat, if you beat the Chargers, you kind of get a lot, of, some momentum. Use those couple days in LA as a bonding experience. Get all riled up, whatever. Beat the Rams somehow in a fluky game, or whatever, and then you have all the momentum going to Miami. Except your brain tells you they'll be one and two. Yes. <laughs> so, so you think what, what's your, what's your forecast? My forecast, I think one and two is probably accurate. Yeah. I think you probably beat the Chargers. You feel good. All of a sudden, ooh, we're 500, and we're whatever. And then you play a real football team on a short week. And then I also, what do you think of that as we get into this? Because we should, you know, make sure everybody's up to date. 
You're going to L.A. Sunday Chargers, Thursday Rams, and then the following Sunday you play the Dolphins in Miami. Um, do you think the short turnaround in L.A. thing helps or hurts the Patriots? Helps. See, I don't know how I feel about that because in theory – it hurts your preparation time, right? And you have an advantage. We've talked a lot about this all year, but like talent versus preparation versus coaching. Does that hurt you that you don't have Bill has less time for that game plan? Yeah, but don't they, they're going to have somebody looking at the Rams like this week. No, I know, but I think it hurts you. It may not even matter. They've already, they've, they saw the Rams in the Super Bowl. It's just kind of the same scheme. Like it's not like a totally unfamiliar team. Right, but you don't have the practice time. You don't have no. as much to invest in it. I mean, it's just – it's minimal. And you know Bill, he, he bitches about losing practice time. We know that that's one of the reasons it's been a theme this year. Maybe someone can ask him this week. So, are going into that game with the decrease in practice time. You said <laughs> earlier in the year how big a loss it was when you couldn't practice. Right. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. In the reality, it's probably going to be competitive – probably not not going to be quite good enough to get them over the hump, the hump they haven't really gotten over very often this year. This is another example of a game, by the way. There was a, a report, I saw somebody, I wasn't listening to the game on the radio, but that the 98.5 microphones picked up Cardinals people saying, you know, we lost because of the referees or something. They, they beat us or something. Um, did the Patriots win this game or did the Cardinals lose it? I think the Patriots won. I mean, what what would you point to the Cardinals losing it? Well, I mean, a couple costly penalties, a missed field goal. I mean, it's a field goal he should make, right? Ah, I guess yeah. he's an, he's an NFL kicker. Make. Yeah. Thank you. He's yeah. not a girls soccer player playing on the varsity men's team for the first time. Well, he's you can also – Yes, yeah, that's another subject. But yeah. you could have also gone for him fourth and one. Yeah, but you could also just hit the goddamn field goal no, you're I supposed know. to hit. I know. But then I'm, the Patriots, they made some plays. It wasn't like they like got gifts all around. No, no, no. I didn't say they got gifts all around. If anything, they almost gifted it to the Cardinals. Right. Because I, I think they were driving to win the game there. Yes. And they, they gave it to the Cardinals. The Gar Cardinals didn't want it. They hot-potatoed it back to you. And you finally took advantage of the uh, – Nick Folk, another guy. Nick Foltz had a ridiculous season. Underrated. Very underrated. Like, he misses his first two kicks, and you're thinking, they have two kickers, they have no kickers, they blow. He hasn't missed since. Well, he's missed some PAT, at least one PAT. One since. PAT. But, but two game-winning field goals, like – And what happened to Nick Folk didn't hit 50-yard um, field goals? I was just going to say that. What, what happened to his range being, like, 40 yards? You got two victories because he hit 50-yard field and goals. That, that kick today, that had some uh, length to spare, too. Better with age. Yeah, I guess so. Some people might start to question that. So, so you, you think that the um, Cardinals lost the game more than the Patriots won? I don't really. I, you know what I think? I think the Patriots, I, I lost some. Uh, I don't think the Cardinals are a great team. I lost a little bit. Now, I don't know how bad um, Murray's injury Murray's is. Murray's injury, you're on Fitzgerald. Um, yeah. But I also, I don't think they're a great team. I don't think they're a – No, they're not like – because people are trying to compare them to like all oh, this high power, like new age, like they're the next greatest thing. Yeah, I wouldn't say no. that either. They were fine. So I they're, think... they're a solid playoff team, but you're right. They're not like next level. So I, 
the more and more we try to do these things, like whether it's the team figuring out what they're good at, blah, 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 or us like figuring out who they are and what their MO is, it changes. Because you almost want to say, well, no matter what, they're a team that fights to the finish. They're going to give you everything. They, yeah, they do, except that 49ers game and a couple other times where you started to look at tackling and said, does that guy making business decisions? So it's like anytime you want to try to truly label or assess this Patriots team, you're like, you have counterexamples or they do something to make you think a little bit differently. Even, you know, last week, oh, they're going to run the ball. Nope, they're not going to run the ball. They're going to throw for 350, Bill. I know they threw for 350, Bill. This week, Cam, great last week against Houston. Maybe he's turned a corner. Maybe he figured out, oh, nope, not even close. Right. So I think that's what they are. They're a mediocre, unpredictable football team that is going to be close, just like everybody else. It's like, well, the NFL always puts out stats like every week or all, you know, how many games come down to one score. And that's what they are. They're in that, that big middle class of NFL, like not the real shitty teams like the Jets and the Jaguars, not the really good teams like the, the Chiefs and the Steelers that always find a way to win. Right. They're in that whatever it is. They're, 20, in, that, they're in that close game that goes 50-50 one, one way one week, the other way the next week. Right. If, if they play a certain opponent – 10 times and you know, they might beat them six and four. If they played another 10 game series, they might go four and six. Right. That's just who they are. Okay. All right. So we'll be uh, back to our normal schedule this week, Friday podcast, previewing the game. Um, Yeah. What'd you do last week? You didn't do a podcast on Friday, did you? Yeah. What'd you want me to do? Do it solo when you're on the air? (laughs) You're not a solo podcast. We apologize. We, I I actually didn't think of it until this morning. Oh, I thought of it last Friday at, uh, when I was on the golf course is when I thought of it, actually. And I figured it's too late now. That ship has sailed. My bad. <laughs> it was the holiday. Hope, hope everyone had a good holiday, good Thanksgiving. Th- thanks for listening, even the haters. Even the haters, keep listening. Tell another hater to listen. If you're a fan, tell another fan to listen. Grow the world of off-day podcast. Appreciate it. All right, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later in the week. Peace out. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 